1: Welcome back. It's Recovery Sort Of. I am Jason and I
0: exercise. And I'm Billy. I'm a person in long-term recovery.
2: I'm Jenny. I'm also a person in long-term recovery. I'm Caroline and I'm also a person in long-term recovery.
0: And we're
1: talking about exercise. Why? Because I don't know.
2: (laughs) Because it's good for you. Yeah,
1: (laughs) no, there's a, you know, probably if you have uh, struggled with substance use or, or Struggled with your life, someone along the way, whether it be a doctor, a parent, a caregiver, somebody has suggested probably to get into some form of movement or exercise or physically using your body because there's something about physically using our bodies that is apparently really good for us. So that's what we're here to talk about. Caroline, I think you're going to steal the show here, so go for it.
2: Yeah, for sure. So, um, yeah, I mean, I think at this point it's, it's really... Like I like I started pulling information for this episode, and the the amount of resources that are out on the internet right now that that kind of validate this idea that exercise is like such a critical piece of health and well being is it's it's just it's it's immense. Um, but I pulled a couple of things in, so like uh, you know from a couple of reputable sources, the CDC which is the Center for Disease Control um, says that being physically active can improve your brain health, help manage weight reduce the risk of disease, strengthen bones and muscles, and improve your ability to do everyday activities. Um, So it says adults who sit less and do any amount of moderate to vigorous physical activity gain some health benefits. Only a few lifestyle choices have have as large an impact on your health as physical activity. So then, um, you know, kind of diving in a little bit more. So we're, we're, uh, exercise is great for physical health. I think people have known that for a really long time. Like that's not the shocker. Um, I think it's the part about your mental health that's become to the forefront a little bit, a little bit more recently. Um, so the NHS, which is the national health something, (laughs) um, and they're over in the UK, they say that research shows that physical activity can boost self-esteem, mood, sleep quality, and energy, as well as reducing your risk of stress, clinical depression, dementia, and Alzheimer's. Um, So, you know, there's, like I said, there's, there's tons of research that validates this, um, a meta meta analysis. Um, So that's, that's, uh, You know, a researcher basically went in and pulled a bunch of meta analyses, which is, you know, other researchers that have pulled other people's research. So this Mm -hmm. is like three steps back. Right. Um, Looked at 100 meta reviews of randomized controlled uh, trials and found um, that physical activity should be viewed as a first choice treatment for people living with mental health issues. So uh, this 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 meta-analysis found that essentially all forms of exercise produce significant mental health benefits, and that shorter, high-intensity exercise programs produce the greatest effect. Um, so then, just a couple of more facts: um, physical activity produced a median reduction in mental health issues from forty-two to sixty percent, whereas, whereas psychotherapy and pharma, psycho, pharmacotherapy produced a much smaller improvement between twenty-two to thirty-seven percent. So. Jason, all of your clients should just go exercise and they stop should. seeing you. They'd like, be exercise them. more, get all You'll be fine. No. That's totally what that research says. So, um, and then I thought this was interesting too. So it says um, for people who are older than, like, forty-five or older, or Not deconditioned, a, right? Which I don't think is really any of us, right? Uh, deconditioned means uh, I had to Google that, but that means basically if you're out of shape. So, over over the age of forty-five, and or out of shape many studies show that walking 20 to 40 minutes each day was particularly effective for improving depression and anxiety. So I thought that was really interesting, right? Because that's like a super, super simple thing to do, 20 to 40 minutes. You could even go around. Too big of a commitment?
1: No, no, no. Just saying it's super
2: simple.
1: Oh. For some people.
2: Okay, okay, fair,
0: fair. (laughs) It's not a lot of time, but finding the time and having that commitment is difficult.
2: Yeah, Yeah. well, I think, Jason's probably talking about people who are depressed struggling uh, to yeah, the, get
1: Yeah, p- the population that's going to be most helped by this is the population that can't seem to do it. Yeah, that's <laughs>
2: fair. That's fair. Um so I guess let me pause there. I just dumped a bunch. Oh my god, like, did you? Yes. <laughs> <So much. laughs> and so and um just ask like does that does that resonate for you guys?
1: Yes, I mean it it resonates in the sense that, yes, I believe that that movement and, you know, uh, maybe challenging our body or pushing our body a little bit or or just there's something about moving that we need. Right. I, and I ain't got all that figured out or know exactly what it is. But, yes, I, I totally agree. The times in my life when I have a regular amount of movement that is going on, I'm generally happier, well, better, you know, better off. Uh, nicer to people around me. Like there's definitely something. So I, I don't disagree with any of that.
0: Yeah. And what I saw was, you know, stuff I was looking up when you do regular exercise, it also increases your endorphins, which contribute to your happiness. So that, I mean, there is like an actual chemical process going on where you're making more of a chemical that helps you feel better about yourself in your brain naturally. So Like for me, I got into exercise. I was never really overweight. I had always been thin, but I was looking for something. I realized I had a lot of stress and like social anxiety with work and I just needed some outlet for that stuff. So I started for those reasons and it's helped tremendously, you know, for like just stress and anxiety and my overall mood feeling better somewhere to like burn off that excess shit, you know, whatever that is
3: that's what i was thinking too was the endorphins like i don't uh does it do dopamine too is that yes okay yeah as well and um so i didn't get into regular exercise till after i got sober and i just noticed that when i started doing regular exercise i was just calmer because i'm i'm the anxiety one too and so it just made me my whole body Feel like softer, I guess, like just more relaxed, and I was less likely to overthink something, less likely to yell at my kids, less likely to get spun up about some kind of situation. Like basically, if I pooped my body out, like if I if I exhausted my body, it wasn't going to go into overdrive in the wrong way. And so I just tried to keep up with it.
1: Yeah, it it really feels like, and and this isn't a judgment, but I'm relating to pieces of my life where. I guess i've found a solution and it's been something that like okay i can't wait for 10 years for maybe a better solution because i need to change this behavior now and be a better person now but I don't know necessarily that that also sounds like the best version of getting there, right? Like, hey, I'm really struggling in my life, but if I just beat the shit out of my body and wear it the fuck down, I ain't got nothing left to be stressed. So, okay. That like that doesn't well, sound like the I'm healthiest to version beat of
3: beat the shit out of it. You know, like <laughs> a gentle method just takes the edge off. And maybe you do need more. Maybe you do need therapy or like um some kind of antidepressant or anti-anxiety meds. You know, like but it kind of took the edge off and you know, maybe my case wasn't that extreme, or just my family took the brunt of it. You well, know, like yeah, yeah and, and
1: I'm not, I'm not saying it's a a terrible strategy, right? I, I don't, I think it could be part of a strategy for sure. Because in my mind, what's really happening is we all have these nervous system survival reactions throughout every day. Some more than others. Some maybe that looks like twenty three hours and fifty six minutes of their day, right? Some people it's like half the time. Some people it's less. But you're having this excess survival energy flooded into your system throughout your day and to again different intensity levels like most of this you're not going to notice because you already do it every day and it just feels like life right but there is this excess nervous system survival energy being flooded into your system and exercise is going to give you an outlet to kind of do that sort of like if you we're in the Sahara and you ran into the lion, right? And you run the hell away. You've done your exercise and now the, the survival reaction can go away because you've expended the energy from it, I guess. So there, there is a piece of it that kind of needs to happen. It's just what are we doing after we calm our nervous system to try to help ourselves not have the same intensity level of reaction next time so that we don't have to keep doing that, that cycle. Yeah, totally. So it,
3: it requires like the inner work of like I guess, you know, in my case it was facing why would I want to yell at my kids? Like what am I mm-hmm. what am I not uh dealing coping with well, you know. And so it did take that work too, which all happened in those years after I quit drinking. Well, and
0: I think just like for overall health, like if you're thinking of exercise, say for like weight or overall health, just exercising alone isn't mm-hmm. The only like that's not going to fix it all on its own. Like if you say I change nothing else, but I just exercise, it's probably not going to work, you know, for you. And it same as with mental health. Like I just can't go, oh, I'm just going to go walk for 20 minutes a day. And now all of a sudden that's going to fix all my mental health issues. That's not really, you know, it it takes a little more than that to get, uh, I guess, lasting effects or more impactful effects. Like it's a good foundation or a good place to start. But also... Even if you think of, okay, walking for 20 minutes, like if if you can make that commitment, like that's a, I want to say, I don't want to say easy, but like simple commitment that you can make, like I could probably find 20 minutes to go outside and walk around the block. Even to go to a therapist, well, I got to find a therapist, then I got to make an appointment, then I got to wait till Tuesday at four o'clock, and then Tuesday at four o'clock, do I feel like going to that appointment? And it's an hour, and then I got to drive there and drive back, so now it's two hours. And fuck that, I don't have that kind of time, you know.
1: (laughs) Y'all don't talk to many depressed people, do you? (laughs) Because it's cold outside all winter, and then it's rainy and it's windy, and I don't have anywhere to walk that's safe, and there's no sidewalks, and like, there's a shit ton of reasons not to walk too
2: but the mall is a really that's so that's like i feel like that's the thing you always see the old people at the mall walking they they know what's up right like that's Uh, a good place to go that
1: would be a terrible place for my wife to go (laughs) i'm just saying like she gets relief as much out of shopping as she does out of physical movement so i'm not gonna like That's like saying, you know, take me to the pastry shop or something and I'll walk around it like that's not going to (laughs) work. Well, and
0: I just mean on levels of things that you're going to commit to, you know, Mm -hmm. like on, on on levels. I mean, obviously to do it takes some sort of effort, some sort of commitment. And in my life, that's always been the hard. Like I've been really great at starting things and then terrible at like following through. Like I'll start for a week, two weeks maybe a month and then like a month in all the excuses start and all the, the things that I've been running into, ah, the the gym's too busy and there's too many people there or it's cold outside or it's raining today. Like that'll start, Mm. you know, but it is fairly low. And for me personally, being a person that has a lot of like social anxieties and shit, like I don't have to talk to anybody at all when I exercise, you know, I don't have to talk to one single person. I put my headphones on. I don't talk to a person. I just, go to where people aren't in, uh, in the gym what's and,
1: what's hilarious about that to me is i was just sitting here while you were talking billy and thinking i guess if people are like doing this in a way that's connecting that's probably good for them <laughs> 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 and before you stopped you're like nope that's not how i'm doing it
2: no i mean i so the studies guys i mean the the studies that i found uh, a few things one is that It doesn't have to. It's all types of exercise. So that's really like if you're someone that likes to have that camaraderie and you want it to be like a team event, that's great. If you're someone who wants that solitude, that works as well. But I think, you know, one of the things that's emerging in the research is if you're going to do a single thing, exercise should be it because it is the single most effective. It's amazing if you can disagree. (laughs) Okay, well, the meta-meta-analysis disagrees with you, how many?
1: (laughs) Well, what you just said was that that information said that it has uh, looked at that difference of people working out in a camaraderie-type situation versus people working out alone, and I don't know that any of your meta-analysis actually looked at that.
2: Yeah, no, I'm not claiming that they did. What they looked at is a, a variety of studies, of studies... And those studies all yeah. had different uh, treatments, right? I got you. So, so they found that across the board, no matter how they defined exercise or what that exercise looked like, it was uh, beneficial to the participants. Have they so,
1: have they done it where they tested people who did exercise alone versus exercise in a group setting?
2: So that was not within my research. I'm sure that that right. research exists, and Possibly. my guess is that it would you, you'd get increased benefits, right? right. Um, but yeah, I did not. I did not read every one of the studies that was examined. <laughs> yeah, um, I, I, I did not I volunteer you for that. that. It, it sounded like you were
1: <laughs> you were given that idea. That, um, yeah, I don't know. I have I have used exercise as a part of my recovery, but. It did not stem from a place of like, I want to be healthier now that I'm not shooting heroin and cocaine. It was more like, I have felt small and weak my whole life, which is part of my problem. So if I go to the gym and get bigger, I will one, look good and feel better about myself, which isn't necessarily a terrible idea. But but also two, I got bigger and didn't have to feel well i thought i wouldn't have to feel quite as scared anymore (laughs) didn't quite work out yeah it doesn't work that way no no i just felt scared but then people generally didn't bother me so that was a nice (laughs) little caveat that's what inspired me to go and i I mean i think that almost an obsession level right like i I mean i I was using exercise or the gym or, or the things i was getting from it the same way i was using everything else in my life to to try to not feel so terrible, which I think is actually what every human is doing. We're all seeking this relief from this bad feeling we have. So that's the one I chased and, you know, it's evolved over time. It doesn't look like that anymore, but still do it because I like the way it feels, I guess.
2: Yeah. I mean, I think when I look at all of the ways that that we as humans can cope and especially the people in this room, like we had some really unhealthy and and quite honestly, like um, fatal ways of coping. Um, exercise for me feels immensely better than that. Uh, so for me, I, uh, two things, right? Like exercise on a regular basis keeps me feeling better in general. Like if I I can start to feel my mood. If it's like been like five or six days and I haven't done any physical activity, mm-hmm. I can I can map my mood against that. But then also as like a coping mechanism when I'm really feeling shit, that is so much healthier than pretty much anything else I can do. Like if I'm feeling like just like awful and hating the way I feel and feeling like I need to do something to get out of that, going to the gym and running for 30 or 40 minutes or walking out my door and running for 30 or 40 minutes is so much healthier for me than pretty much anything else that I could do. Choose to try to feel better in that moment, um, and and it's accessible. That's the other thing that came up, Billy, when you were talking about like the ability to go and walk for twenty minutes versus going to see a therapist, and and the therapist is like, you have to wait till that day that you're scheduled. But I can go and exercise. Like at any point in time, I can, I, I mean, I belong to a 24 hour gym, so, you know, if I'm feeling shit at nine o'clock at night, I can still go to the gym and, and feel better when I leave. Um, So that's one of the things that I think for me, like it it, it has become like a really helpful um, resource in in that way. I
1: I find it interesting the way you describe that. And I'm not, uh, again, this is not from a place of judgment or criticism, it's just a curiosity. Like That doesn't sound any different than the way we use drugs.
2: Yeah, but running is healthy for me and has benefits and is not going to kill me versus shooting heroin. I mean, people
1: die from heart attacks running. And and yes, we say it's healthier, but we're also doing damage to our knees and our back while we're doing it. So it's not completely scot-free. I think we like to look at it that way. But the truth is, like what you said was, when I feel a way I can't tolerate, I have to run off and do this thing. And I'm like. I don't know. Are we really changing our patterns and cycles if we're just replacing one thing with another? And I'm not, again, I'm not arguing that exercise is not way fucking better to do when you're not feeling well than heroin, right? That's not the point here. I'm just saying, like, it's still that same cycle. I feel a feeling. I don't feel the ability to sit still with it and actually just feel it or express it. So now I'm going to run and do a thing. Or I'm going to run and buy a thing. Or I'm going to run and eat a thing. Or Like, what's the difference?
2: Yeah, and I I think that's the I don't don't know that there is a huge difference in terms of the reaction, but the outcome is different, right? Because mm. again, I mean, I do believe yes, okay, my knees maybe when I'm eighty are going to be in worse shape than uh. if I hadn't mm. ran and I was eighty five. Maybe, but in the in the grand scheme of things, like that's helping me get through. Those days sometimes, you know, and if that is especially like when we think about people in early recovery, if anything that you're doing to help you cope and not go back to using is going to help you in the long run, because then you still have that opportunity the next day.
1: Possibly. I mean, that's the one side of the theory, right? I guess the other side of the theory would be if we continue in the same cycle, we're actually closer to going back and using that other thing when exercise stops working or when we hurt ourselves and can't move for three months. We're still in that cycle of, oh, I don't feel good. I can't sit still with it. Let me run to a thing. That might be setting us up to go back to using more so. Like We can look at that from either side. Yeah,
0: Uh, I mean, that's And I'm not
1: trying to argue that exercise is bad for anybody. I'm just, I don't know that that's necessarily...
0: I feel like that idea, like I think of it because that's not why I exercise at like my coming to exercise was completely different than any of that. But it's to me, the way Caroline's describing it, it's more like uh, harm reduction kind of thing. Like when we look at harm reduction, when it relates to drug use, it's not like we don't look at people that are on a maintenance program or doing something else and be like. Well, they're just as close to using as ever. We're like, no, that's better. Like you're doing a better thing than what you would be out using street drugs or managing unreasonably. So, you know, is it the ideal state of a human being? Probably not. But it's definitely healthier, safer and better than what we would normally do. So, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm not I'm not arguing
1: the harm reduction aspect of it. I think Caroline was presenting the idea that this was the best possible thing she could do in that scenario. So I challenge that. I don't know that it's the best thing we can do. I think it's a good alternative to drugs, probably a good alternative <laughs> yeah. to like overeating snacks, yeah. right? Probably a good Pussy alternative kinks. to buying <laughs> shit you don't need. like. But I just don't know that it's necessarily the best practice.
3: What you're describing is what I would call trading addictions. And so I've seen a lot of people come into recovery and then they go right into like a hardcore exercise program and like... CrossFit. <laughs> yeah, yes, yeah, and like just kind of <laughs> overdo it and then... um you just know that they're just like running from something still, you know, like and I mean, I'm not their sponsor, or they're not asking my advice, but you could just tell they're just trying to burn something away, you know. Yeah,
0: you see it with the guys, it's the but, gym rats and then they're taking yeah. the steroids and, and then well like... I mean, you see, I used to see
3: groups of guys in AA, like like when a new camera came in, you know, maybe one of them became their sponsor and they would just, you know, fold them into the click, like, All right, now we're all going to the gym, you know, like Jim tanning laundry or whatever and (laughs) and um so i I saw that a lot but i mean but then there's the people that just run away with it but actually jason what you described is like kind of like the low drama trading addictions it doesn't have to be the guy that's like totally working out every day and like got huge you know like or the the gal who like runs marathons now like those are the extremes but what you described is kind of like the low key trading addictions and that happens too and i can't say i'm innocent from that i definitely think when i started running which was in my like second year of recovery it it kind of did feel like i was running from something like i was like i'm a new person somebody who exercises and i'm gonna do really awesome at this and I'm going to prove that I am not that person I used to be. My running has since chilled out.
2: Did it make your life unmanageable? So I feel no. like that for me, that's mm-hmm. that's that's a really important bar when I think about like, what am what am I doing? And is it an unhealthy coping mechanism? Jason's going to argue with this too. I, I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> already I preparing. For, I'm here <laughs> to argue with everything. But yes, 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 indeed. It's my goal. Um, <laughs> um, is like, does it make my life unmanageable? This actually came up, I was at a yeah. meeting last week and a guy was talking about like trading addictions and he goes to the gym and he was like jacked. But I'm like, to me, like there, there's, there's healthy coping mechanisms, and then there's addiction, and addiction makes my life
1: unmanageable. I don't know. We just keep calling all this stuff different words. We got addiction <laughs> over here. We got disordered eating over there. We got healthy coping skills over here, A- and, and it's all the same in my head, man. We are fucking chickens. Chickens peck at the ground because <laughs> they need food, but their brain doesn't say you need food. Their brain says food feel good. Food feel good. And so they peck all day long. That is like their only pleasure sensor, food. Period. Right? So they just do it all day long. No, peck it the fucking They,
2: they dirt bath too. Okay. They, they, like they, that they have lot. that one too. I forgot <laughs> they that one. Do they, like- they do. Dust eggs. Eggs. <laughs> yeah.
1: So that's all we're doing. We're all a version of a chicken seeking relief. But for everybody, because of the story we got and because of the way our nervous system was programmed, that relief looks different for everybody. It's all the same fucking thing. Whether you're seeking heroin, whether you're seeking a run, whether you're seeking a food, there's no difference. We're all just seeking relief. We're all just seeking that pleasure, that reward system. So, I, I don't know. But I, again, I, mean, got I would a lot argue of words the, for it. But like
2: now, I know I what that tweet that, was about. <laughs> <laughs> I would argue the difference is like: is it making my life better or worse? And drugs, overeating, over shopping make my life worse.
0: Well, and this is a theory I heard one time. It's it's not really to argue. It's okay. more to agree with almost what you're saying or maybe just give it a different perspective. That as human beings, like before we got into current modern society that we have, like we were responsible to go out and we had to exercise for survival. We had to go hunt our own food. We had to go, you know, build our own house. We had to do all this stuff for ourselves. And through that, we got physical activity you know, we also had like you talked about, like real true life stresses. We were running from saber tooth tigers or whatever the hell we were running from that might want to eat us. And we were hunting and gathering our food and doing all these things. And now all that shit's gone. So all our stresses are these artificial stresses. We're not physically challenging ourselves so that causes us to create all this artificial stress and stimulation so that by getting back into more physical activities, um, the guy that was talking about this said he thinks everyone should go out and like set a goal that they know they're going to fail at, like just decide like I'm going to run a marathon in a month and then just try to just start working towards that and set yourself up to like really stress yourself. And maybe it's not run a marathon. Maybe it's swim. You know, five miles. I'm. I i do not like to run because, like you said, it's bad for your knees and shit and ankles. I like. You can swim. You can do other stuff. But he. The idea was we need to create these stresses on our own. It gives us that mental resilience, that mental uh, uh, neuroplasticity that we can, you know, push ourselves the challenges. That it's okay to fail. That it's okay to come up short. But we're working towards things, and that helps to combat some of this artificial like there's too many traffic lights on the way to work or there's too many people on the street when I drive like the stresses we can create on our own are healthier for us than the ones we might run into in a stressful city life.
2: Yeah. I mean, I think that absolutely makes sense from an evolutionary perspective. Um, So let's talk about why, because I found some stuff about, you know, like why why regular exercise is is found to help with all of these mental health uh issues that we struggle with so this is from the mayo clinic and they said um it releases feel good endorphins which you guys had said um which are natural cannabis like brain chemicals and other natural brain chemicals that can enhance self a well-being it can take your mind off your worries so I'm that- sorry, that's so funny that they use cannabis as the baseline <laughs> <laughs> We're learning the new miracle drug. Take your mind off your worries so you can get away from the cycle of negative thoughts that feed depression and anxiety. It can also help you gain confidence. Meeting exercise goals or challenges, even small ones, can boost your self-confidence. Getting in shape can also make you feel better about your appearance it can, you can get more social ina- interaction if if you're not billy and <laughs> you, you want to uh you know meet and socialize with other people just exchanging a friendly smile or greeting as you walk around your neighborhood can help your mood and it can help you cope in a healthy way. Doing something positive to manage depression or anxiety is a healthy coping strategy. Trying to feel better by drinking alcohol, dwelling on how you feel, or hoping depression or anxiety will go away and all on its own can lead to worsening symptoms. So, you know, and I think, you know, we've talked a lot about running, but um that's kind of my like I need like that like I I need to like just get it out, but I I think for me like there's other so I talk, there's almost like, I have like a maintenance program of exercise. So I hike a lot. Um, and and then I also do yoga. And then I just kind of like throw running in there when when the mood strikes. But um, one of the things that I think with all of those things that I found that has been like a, a helpful a, a, in addition to the physical activity is this feeling of accomplishment, right? So like within any of those kind of three things that I'm doing, I'm kind of setting targets for myself and I'm able to see... I'm able to see improvement and that's a really good feeling too, right? Like when I'm consistently, I've I've talked about like my chaturangas, like I I want to (laughs) be, I want, you know, like I can, I can target things. I can say like, this is an area where I want to see improvement and I can focus on it. And then when I get that, um, it's really helpful. I watched, um, I watched a movie in 2020. I think it's called like Brittany runs a marathon. Um, And it was this girl who like had been like feeling like very, um, like, a lack of direction in her life and, like, just kind of depressed. And she decided she was going to run, I think, like, the New York Marathon or the Boston Marathon. And and I watched that movie, and it, like, inspired me. And so that year, I set a goal to run a 5K. And then – so, like, when I started, like, I couldn't run at all. Like, <laughs> I could run the, for, like, four minutes, right? And and I got an app. Like, it was, like, couched a 5K, and I did this app, and then I, I ran a 5K. And, like, that that feeling of accomplishment of, like, I started – and I couldn't do this thing, and then I worked at it, and now I can do this thing. That's a really good feeling, and I think um, that's something that that has helped me. So I, I tend to do that kind of in, in whatever physical activity that I'm doing. I thought
0: doing. about that, and maybe, Jason, you'd be the best to answer this from like a therapy point of view, like how beneficial is it just that I'm a person that goes, okay, well, I'm going to do this good thing for myself now. I'm going to take care of myself and give this thing of self-love by do an exercise like that's got to be some kind of benefit to depression, right?
1: Yes. Yes, absolutely. There's a a ton of pieces of the way you just laid it out that are, yeah, were beneficial for us, right? One, the first thing that's got to happen in order for you to decide you're going to do some program of exercise is coming to a place of deciding you're unhappy with your current physical environment or life or something about it. And that you also want to do something about it and that you're also ready to do something about it. So like you have done taking yourself through a couple of the stages of change just to get to that point to make the choice and then to work through all the general like this this society world machine out here has way too many fucking demands on each individual person at this point. So in order to choose yourself over all those demands and how they make us feel. That's a big step, right? Because now you're taking like self-responsibility and feeling like you're an agent in your own life. You're not just like at the whim of what everybody's telling you or what you have to do. So, yeah, all those steps. And then the fact that when you exercise, you are going to lessen your nervous system survival response. You're going to wear it out some. And for most of us who don't even know we're there that just feels better. We're like, "Oh, I feel better than I worked out," right? Like, yeah, you've lowered the fucking survival response and now you're in a calm state and your prefrontal cortex can take over so you don't get stuck in that cycle of shitty thinking more as frequently as you used to. You come out of it, right? So, ton of good stuff that can happen from exercise. And then caveat, I run. Even though I'm sitting here saying running's not good for you <laughs> and the human body is generally not built to run, it's built to walk. I still run here and there. Like, I, it's things we do, right? I have a regular program of exercise that keeps me uh, feeling good in my body or about my body or whatever the hell it's doing. So it's like, yeah, I have these challenging questions about what we're doing, but I I don't think it's bad. I'm not sitting here saying nobody should go exercise. Like, please go out and fucking do something for your body.
2: So I have two quizzes uh, about, you know, figuring out what a good type of exercise for For you would be um i thought both of these were good when i took them so i was thinking jenny maybe i'll have you take one and then maybe one of the guys and then hopefully you know our listeners will be able to relate to to the answers of at least one of these quizzes and And if you don't relate at all then um jason will link these quizzes and you can just go take your own version (laughs)
1: yeah i uh i I think one of the things that i try to express to people that i'm working with when they talk about wanting to start some form of exercise is i think as a society we've kind of programmed ourselves that it has to look these certain ways right there's if you're a guy you got to go lift heavy weights and try to get bigger and muscular and stuff and if you're a female you're trying to get slimmer or do more yoga or more cardio like movement can be whatever the fuck you want it to be it does not have to be in a gym it can be walking through the woods it can be in your backyard chasing your kids around playing tag it can be anything that feels good and involves moving like so don't pigeonhole yourself into it must look like this i have to do this version right it could be you like team sports go fucking join soccer or softball or like there's no wrong way to get movement so don't feel like there's one special way so i like the idea of this
2: yeah so this first one is called which fitness activity suits you jenny you want to be my guinea pig. Which fitness? Which fitness? Oh, okay. Witch yeah. fitness? That
1: sounds awesome, right? Some spells in there. Yeah. <laughs> okay.
2: <laughs> if no wonder you- she picked me for this one. <laughs> <laughs> if you could choose one place to work out, where would it be? Outdoors. The m- the moon. <laughs> Did you say a moose? The moon. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Want to work out on the moon? It'll be
2: easier.
1: Oh, it really I could run Outdoors, forever.
2: Outdoors, <laughs> a calm, quiet studio. A loud, bustling studio or at home? Outdoors. Okay. What intensity physical activity do you like? Moderate intensity. These activities will make you feel warmer, breathe harder, and make your heart beat faster than usual, but you should still be able to carry on a conversation. Or vigorous intensity. These activities will make you feel warmer, breathe much harder, and make your heart beat rapidly, making it more difficult to carry on a conversation moderate yes <laughs> do you like exercising to music yes <laughs> um jason's like i want to yeah. take it
1: i'm a part of this damn it <laughs> uh, yes, yes <laughs> we can I do. great I do. jenny's but i'm answering
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> yes i do how much are you willing to spend nothing or very little or i'm happy to pay for a class or physical activity nothing or very little same okay how much physical activity do you do i don't do anything at the moment I do some moderate physical activity or I am very active.
3: Oh, what?
2: moderate. Yeah, I'm
3: I'm moderate, I guess, yeah. Thanks.
1: I'm <laughs> filling in the answer for me. I, guess I'm like, I don't know. I mean, well exercise moderate, like right?
3: three or four times, three or
2: four it's days a week. You know, like <laughs> I think that's pretty active. Is can that I go okay? Go back. I don't, I don't know. know if I can what's, go back that way. What's guys. bigger? Nah, right. It's, it's, yeah. Well, we're going with moderate, Jenny. Because okay. I'm, my I head
1: just... vigorous is like sixteen hours of running a day. Yeah, I'm
0: thinking the guy that's in the gym twice a day. Right, Michael Phelps
1: training for the Olympics. That's <laughs> that's bigger. we're all chicken and broccoli. <laughs> what would you? Yeah.
2: <laughs> what would you like to improve? Balance, strength, or endurance? Yes, strength. <laughs> After physical activity, I like to feel sweaty and like I worked hard. Mm. That I had a good catch up with friends while I exercised. Mm. Like I had a really good stretch mm. or calm and relaxed.
3: Yes. I'll
2: go with the stretch.
3: <laughs> Not
0: sweaty. I'm sweaty and like, <laughs> I want to feel like I did something. <laughs> I like, <laughs> like... sweaty. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which
2: fitness activity suits you? Pilates. Jenny, have you ever done Pilates? I've never tried Pilates. I like the idea of it. So... Most Pilates exercises can be done on a mat. However, some classes are completed using equipment. It's a low-impact form of exercise, so injuries are uncommon, and you don't have to have a high fitness level to try it. Um, it goes on to talk some more about Pilates, but yeah, that that is the recommendation, Jenny. So oh, no, nope. oh, that was my answer. That was
0: our right. answer go for Pilates. Yeah. Wow. yeah.
2: Okay. You better get on it. I'll look at the YMCA schedule. There you go. go. Tai Chi <laughs> is
0: another one that's similar tai chi then when you can sound like you're in a martial art and you're Mm -hmm. doing something really cool and Asian they
3: used to have they used to have uh, tai chi at the Y but then uh, the pandemic destroyed it I haven't seen it
0: Mm.
1: before we uh before we hop into this this next quiz i i something this is relating to something that's going on in my life right now, and I'm just curious what y'all think about it um you know my my wife and I are talking a lot about like our kids, especially the older kids at this point, and like there's a lot of technology usage and laying around on technology, whether that's t v phone pad tablet you know xbox whatever um and just talking about, like, what can we do about it? How can we help? Can we limit the amounts of times on them? And and there's some of that that we can finagle with. But I guess what I keep coming back to in the grand scheme of how can we help these kids that are, like, stuck on technology is I don't know that we can. I think the world, humanity, we have created a, a system of getting rewards, relief, and feeling better. That is way fucking better and way less taxing to us than movement, right? Like exercise might have been like, I look at my childhood and I'm like, oh man, we would hate rainy days because you couldn't go out and run around with your friends and connect, right? Like we were called to go run around because it met that relief need that we're all looking for, right? When I said we were chickens earlier, we were all looking for that and we weren't getting it at home and our body knew it said, man, go out and run around with your buddies, It'll feel good, right? And so we chase that. And in 2023, I think our population has fucked us, man. We have invented a technology that gives us a better reward than outside and running does with our friends without having to leave our couch. And I don't know that as humans, we can outthink that fucking chicken brain we have. I really don't. I think we're fucked.
2: I would argue that we had that when we were kids too and it was the TV. It wasn't
1: as good. It's not I, as, as good. It's getting more yeah. powerful. Yeah, VR, right. modern video games. But I think
2: yeah. for some kids when we were growing up TV was as good as the physical, physical exercise. There were still kids that there absolutely are. would choose but that. But it's getting worse. It's oh, getting, getting Yeah, The technology's sure.
0: improving like to a way like now games are completely interactive and they spend tons of money to like keep kids hooked in and like even when we were kids with video games and i think we've talked about this like you would start a game and it had an end like you could get to the end of a game and you beat the game and then you might go find a new game or whatever else but now games aren't even like that like the game just is never ending and they keep introducing new little rewards mm-hmm. and new little goals that hit exactly those endorphin things you were talking about when you exercise and hit a goal and how great that feels well now you can do that with this oh i met the challenge today mm-hmm. on my video game by racking up 35 kills in one day from the sniper rifle you know and it's you get that same rush.
1: Well, and and I don't know what we're going to do about it. Like, I like to think that that all of us are out here like, oh, but well, we can just outthink it. We're humans. We're brilliant and amazing. And we can all this great stuff. And like, the more I look at this, the more we are fucking chickens and just don't understand it. And if we could accept that we are, maybe we can do something about that. We can use it to our advantage. But right now, we're sitting here pressuring our kids to... You got to be better than that. You got to want to be off that game. And there is nothing in their fucking physiology that says you want to be off this game. So we're like shaming people about how their body is telling them to be. And I don't know that there's shit we can do about
0: it. Yeah. It's scary. I'm I'm struggling with that exact thing with my son now. Like my wife and I talk about it all the time. I'm like, I can't get mad at him that he is addicted to these video games and this technology like getting mad and yelling at him tell him get off his game and shut it off is not i I mean it might work for the moment right right, but it's not going to fix the problem the way i'm addressing it as of right now and of course with him he does still play baseball he still plays at least one sport so he is getting and that's his own choice not we're not making him but i'm glad about that but I just try to tell him, like, look, dude, just so you understand, like, these games are set up to, like, suck up all your time and suck up all your energy. And I get that it's fun, but just be aware, like, this is what's going on. Maybe help you make some other choices or maybe a little bit of, like, don't just go into that blindly, you know, recognize So that hopefully he's just aware of the time he's putting in and aware of what's going on. But, like, yeah, I, that's, I feel like the best I can do at the moment.
1: Yeah. You- I'm sorry. Yeah, anytime I challenge my kids about this stuff, what it causes is friction between me and them, right? What I'm doing is ruining my connection and their connection to me, which is not going to be healthy for them in the long run. So I can't necessarily... Challenge it because the reality is, you know, you, you say addicted to video games, Billy, and, and I take exception with the fact that we keep labeling these things different because I think it's fucking up our ability to see them. He's doing the same thing every human and every animal that ever existed is doing, which is chasing something that feels better than right now. That's what the fuck we all do at a base level. We can't stop it, we can't control it. We act like we can. We're like, oh, yeah, I'm human, I'll outthink that. No, you're not going to outthink shit you're going to do the next fucking thing that feels good whether that's take a drink of alcohol go shoot some heroin play a video game you know for some of us that might be call a friend because we've programmed ourselves that that's our relief but we're all going to do that and so it doesn't do me any good to fucking fuck up my relationship with my son when he's doing exactly what I did at that age and he's doing exactly what my dad did at his age and exactly what his dad did at his age. like We've all done this. We all seek it. And if when we grew up, this technology existed and all our friends were doing it, we would be doing the same thing because we have an internal drive for connection. And that's how people are getting their connection through Snapchat, through Xbox party chats, through placed like this is where it is for them. And so we can shame them and criticize them all we want. But the fact is, this is the world we fucking created. We're putting into it. And now we got to figure out a way how to fuck to not die off. Honestly, like that's the next goal is how do you not all end up extinct? I don't know. Sorry. I'm, I'm I all liked of
2: Billy's solution of, of trying to like empathize and explain the why as opposed to because you were saying like the shaming and criticizing mm. and and just being like, no, this is this is what you're going to you. You have to put that away, but maybe explaining.
0: Oh, well, we did that for a while. Yeah. <laughs> or I did that. I can't say we. I did that for a while. And then I just realized, like, oh, that's not, you know, that's not helpful. Right. right? It really right. just isn't. I mean, and
1: explain is good, right? We all should know what's going on, right? I think that's helpful to know and understand our body and why it's seeking this. But I... I really don't know the solutions, right? What I've done uh, in a similar fashion, definitely empathy, understanding, compassion, right? Trying to actually see what he's doing and that it's no different than what any other human does. Um, And and then what I've realized is I would see, like, my wife and I would be sitting there on our phones texting somebody back and then criticizing my other son on his tablet. It's like, oh, wait, that ain't going to fucking work, right? How do I teach him something different? Well, first I get off my motherfucking technology. Then I create an environment that looks like fun, whether that's cleaning up the living room while I'm dancing and listening to music or something else. And hopefully I can make not technology look like so much fun because we do still have that built in need for connection. Right. So if I'm connecting with a couple of my family members and we're playing and laughing the ones that are on technology start drifting over and putting their technology down, right? So it's like, for me, it's been, oh, shit, I got to actually model and live this if I want my kids to do it. Fuck.
0: Well, and there's, isn't there like a place, some so some of escaping reality for a better experience in the moment, whatever you want to call it, how you describe that, I don't know if I describe that well, but some of that's like fun and healthful and, and play, if you will. Like I do that with, some other things that i do but i just can't get caught up in it where it becomes my escape of all my reality Hmm. i know like there's a healthy level there somewhere there's a balance somewhere i don't know if you want my answer to this but (laughs) (laughs) I,
1: i would say the healthiest version is if we just did that all the fucking time we're not built to go out here and work 40 hours a week our entire fucking life we're built to chase what we feel like doing in the next moment because that's exactly what the fuck the chickens do oh yeah but
0: i even think of like all right let's say whatever pick a sport i like baseball all right i want to play baseball well i want to play baseball a lot but not every moment all the time like there's still some part where i need to take care of my human basic needs and maybe take care of my children or provide food or whatever maybe I I don't know. I I think we should be,
1: I think truly our body calls for doing the next thing that feels good for us at any moment. I don't know that we actually escape that. I think what we're trying to do is not do that. And I think that's why we constantly see depression, anxiety, obesity, mental health running rampant in our society. It's not because there's something wrong with us. It's because there's something wrong with the way we're trying to force our body to live that it does not want to
0: yeah I agree with that we
1: don't want to work 40 hours a week also Jeff Bezos and Elon Musk can be rich (laughs) and then there can be homeless people like that's the system we're subscribing to
2: so I'm not working 40 hours a week okay and I pretty much do whatever I want feels better
1: than ever doesn't it
2: during the week it it doesn't feel as good as you would think quite (laughs) honestly I think you got some other stuff (laughs) (laughs) you got some I mean
1: you do I'm not gonna put it out there I mean
2: it's it it
1: it's a lot different doing nothing, living in a society that says you are supposed to be working and God damn it, you're going to run out of money and lose your house, Caroline, in a few months. But I'm not going to run out of money and lose my
2: house. Like I'm. I'm. Uh, you still worry about it? You've been no. stressing about it since you lost your job? Well, now I'm seeing how little I spend and how. Mm-hmm robust my bank account still is and, and so i'm like i'm like i'm good i'm good for i got and then like,
1: you created another situation like... to have a lot of stress
2: <laughs> <laughs> i did sorry do that, <laughs> that.
1: <laughs> yeah. you know why oh well, never mind i'm getting us all off topic <laughs> from exercise exercise back to exercise sorry i'm right this morning okay so i'm, who... I'm disabling systems over here <laughs> yeah. God, go ahead
2: um so the next one is does your workout routine match your goals
1: mm. Mm. yeah i don't like think is gonna be that helpful. i'll let billy take
2: it. okay billy all right Okay. I don't have no goals. I, I don't have any goals. <laughs> <laughs> what is your experience level? I'm new to exercise, I work out occasionally, or I exercise daily?
0: I exercise daily. Huh. Ew, I, I Good for you. I, I couldn't. question is I wrong. Could,
2: yeah, I couldn't have answered either. None of those were right for yeah. either.
0: But. For well, I don't know. Work. I mean, daily, probably six days a week. That's well, fair. I yeah. mean, yeah. Billy
1: so.
2: was the right one to take this because yeah.
0: he, he had I an feel answer. like the
1: question <laughs> is about the experience level, though. But then yeah, it right measures you. your frequency <laughs> not your experience, uh, experience level and i'm like
2: and frequency i mean unless you just started exercising daily like two weeks ago that's...
1: yeah but i don't exercise anywhere near daily but i've been doing it for 22 years right and i used to do it daily so like that's my experience option? level and that has nothing to do with what the frequency the middle option i can't even remember now i don't know but it wasn't anything to do with experience level it was okay. with the frequency wow.
0: Billy, activity
2: level Billy would have, have been a
1: better anxiety. way to phrase that yeah, but yeah. i'm okay. picking it apart <laughs>
2: would you rather exercise indoors or outdoors
0: um god both but if i had to pick one outdoors
1: just a just a quick caveat uh in prison they used to have all the weights outside in the yard like under this pavilion and I've always thought since I came home I would much rather do that I
2: want a backyard pavilion with weights I want I wanna, I go weights in my to go back to it's so awesome yeah it's cold,
0: fucking it. cold I don't want to be oh, lifting weights that. in the cold I like the gym oh, oh, I always saw that look cool, wanna, cool. Uh, yeah. like, a, yeah. you know, like everybody's like oh you're looking out in their yard got that, like, that winter that hat on that hoodie you're pumping people are like you love running outside it's so much better I'm like yeah only when it's like 65 degrees and sunny like it's not better when it's raining and it's cold or it's 90. Yeah, like none of those suck.
2: Okay. So you have to pick two of the three options for oh, what Jesus. are your goals. And I already know what they're going to be. But oh, strengthening and toning, weight loss, or maintaining overall well-being, including mental health.
0: Uh, one in three. Yeah. Fair enough. I could have picked that up.
2: <laughs> Do you like routine or variety? I like to shake it up or I'm a creature of habit.
0: Variety. Hmm.
2: Interesting. How do you want to feel after exercising? Zen, (laughs) challenged but not exhausted, or drenched in sweat, and or like I've pushed myself harder than ever?
0: At the three.
2: Do you like to exercise alone or with others? Alone. We knew that one.
0: Well, that depends. So It's funny, though. You said that in the other thing, and I did realize in the other quiz that you did with Jenny, there was a question about that. And I did realize... I don't want to talk to people, but there is the people that you see there all the time that go at the same... And it's usually like, a, hey, what's happening? But I don't want to interact more than that. But you do start to feel like a little bit of a community or a kinship, like you almost know each other because you see each other there regularly. Yeah. So I, I didn't like recognize both. that kind of like community mm-hmm. that comes from that, even though we're not talking intimately.
2: Yeah. I mean, I hike and I want to have the woods entirely to myself, but then I do yoga or like Jenny and I have done some some workout classes together which has been lovely so i i mean i think it's lovely lovely but lovely. for the most part
0: most of mine is by myself okay so, so here one.
2: is what is recommended for you we recommend running resistance training using equipment jumping rope oh <sighs> And yeah. <laughs> <fucking worst. God. laughs> have you jumped rope recently that is so yeah, hard it did is it hard. At CrossFit, yeah. it's pretty awful <laughs> no, that's that's right. pretty terrible. Yeah. <laughs> and uh hit in exercises which is high intensity interval mm-hmm. training
0: so i do high intensity interval training and resistance training mostly with weights but only i do the machine's only when i absolutely have to i like free weights better
2: yeah and it says um with equipment including deadlifts overheld dumbbell dumbbell presses and dumbbell lateral raises um so yeah it looks like it can be free weights no no running no jumping rope though ah better start i would probably try it now only because (laughs) i've been doing some other stuff i'm trying (laughs) to get yeah
0: let's see what it does
2: yeah, so those were the two quizzes. Um we'll have those linked in the show notes for anyone who who wants to take one or both. I thought they were they were pretty interesting. Um but yeah, I think I don't know. I liked I liked this topic because I know that all four of us are are very active in our own ways and um again, like I feel like exercise for me more recently, I would say probably starting around Around the pandemic or maybe a little bit before that really became a a bigger part of my um, practices for well-being, and so I thought it would be um, nice to just kind of address that.
0: Yeah, and and one other thing, Jason kind of mentioned this too with... Getting involved in exercise, like it doesn't need to look like a gym membership where you go every day or whatever. I started doing jujitsu. We talked about this on a recent episode and it is like physically exhausting, you know, and we're not ever in there like doing push-ups or sit-ups or any what you would consider like specific uh, thing that would look like exercise, but just going through that physical motion, doing, you know, the wrestling type stuff. It could be another martial art even where you're just kicking or using your body in that sort of way. Um, There's all dance. They had, you know, they were doing the different versions of dance exercise, you know, were going around for a while. Like any of those things, it can still be like something that you're interested in that is fun. It doesn't have to be like some boring gym routine.
2: Yeah, and it doesn't have to cost money either. I mean, I I have an app. I do yoga at the gym, but I also do yoga at home i have an app that i love and there's a million of them or there's there's stuff on youtube i mean hiking there's so much stuff that you can do that that you you don't have to have a gym membership for or i want to i don't want classes
3: wanna, so i want to plug uh, the the phoenix that's yes. the one that caroline and i went to together it's actually a recovery exercise club i guess you would call it um that how do i describe it so I, they started, they they work out in a gym, but you don't have to pay anything to go to the gym. It's nice if you donate, just like if you donate to any of the, you know, recovery organizations. But you go do like CrossFit stuff. And it's only every two weeks here, but there's Phoenix classes everywhere. And it's like yoga or CrossFit or running or it's all of them. It's on an app. Anyway, so they started, they started one in Cecil County here where we live. So me and Caroline went. It's totally fun being with a group of people who are also in recovery. So fun it's something like so I don't do weights at a gym I'm a little intimidated <laughs> like I just I don't know what I'm doing you know and I I don't really know muscle groups and things even when they say like working your whatever delta something <laughs> in like yoga class I'm like what is that like um so I you know I'm I'm really like intimidated and scared to go to like the weight part of the YMCA but going to this Phoenix class they teach you the equipment and how you do it like how you're supposed to hold your body stuff first of all guys I can't even hold up a barbell they had to give me a kitty barbell (laughs) (laughs) Uh, anyway so I have a lot of room for improvement there um but it's so nice to be with people in recovery because it's like you have that we all survived a shipwreck quality so I don't feel embarrassed that I don't know anything like if I went to the Y like I don't I don't know what I'm I just wouldn't I'd be so um that's been totally fun, so we've gone to a couple classes. It's only every two weeks here, so you should do other stuff in between. This isn't gonna get you fit going every two weeks, but it's just nice in the variety of things. It's just a good group of people and the I like how it it's all on an app. It's very modern. You can pick your classes, you could do virtual classes or there's like in-person meetups.
2: yeah, yeah and I, I think so uh, the closer you are to major metropolitan right. areas, like I think in the philly area if if we were willing to drive to Philly. There's stuff it looks like pretty regularly, um, but then alternatively, like I was down south on a va- like a mini vacation not long ago, and I looked on the Phoenix app and there was nothing. So it really mm. is very um, like region dependent, but certainly something we can we can put the link for for that organization up in the show notes too for anyone who wants to check that out. And I think we talked about potentially having someone come on from yeah. that organization. Yeah, it's pretty cool what they're doing. Mm-hmm. That's all I got.
0: (laughs) Well, and and Jenny did bring up one important thing. Like I know for me when I first. Well, (laughs) when I first started exercising, like I I thought, oh, I just have to go to a gym and I would go in there to lift weights. I've always been a kind of small guy. And I did. I felt really weak. Like I would look around at all these other guys lifting all this heavy stuff. And and it was very intimidating. Like it really was, um, you know. I would such struggled with like ego stuff that it was really – and even now, like I'm not a heavy weight lift person and I see all these other people in there lifting all this heavy shit and I'm like, oh, I'm never going to get there. But it it was important for me to figure out – to question myself, like what are my goals? Are my goals to – be some super big muscle guy no so then stop trying to do that you know figure out things that are in line with my goals and what i'm trying to get out of this not comparing myself to everyone else or what anyone else is doing and that helped a lot for me now i can go in and and i don't pay as much attention to what other people are lifting or even a guy that's my size like how can he can lift all that heavy shit and i can't lift that heavy stuff like that'll keep you stuck in the wrong mindset when it comes to exercise
3: comparison is the thief of joy yeah
1: hmm. so what would we suggest to people i mean i i don't think we're giving groundbreaking information about exercise being good for you right like this is probably something most of us kind of know and i think especially as a population that struggles with obesity and you know things of that nature where we're probably there's probably a lot of people walking around saying i should be exercising I should be exercising. I should start exercising. So what could we say for those individuals who already know that exercise is like a positive and a, and a thing that would be better for them but are struggling to start or, you know, can't seem to find a, a way to get into it? What kind of suggestions do we have for them?
2: Take the quiz. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then try things. You know, I think one thing that's helpful when, when you're struggling to start a routine is to have an accountability buddy. So if you can find someone else, you know, if you're on social media and you post, hey, anyone want to start walking with me or having someone that you can you're both showing up together um, can be really helpful. But try different things, you know, like you might try have to try three or four different activities before you find something that you like and feel like you can stick with.
1: I think it's it's challenging and, and talking about what Billy was talking about, like I God, this was, I don't know, 15 years ago, maybe. And I was, you know, in the gym a lot more and, and and some more jacked up and heavier and all that good stuff. And a guy that worked with me finally, like he was a, a heavier guy, but he wanted to go and he talked about it with me. And I was like, man, you should come. Like, well, let's go together after to work. Um, and he eventually did come a couple of times with me, but he felt extremely embarrassed being there with me. Right. Like we would put the weight on the bench press for me and then we had to take some off for him because he's just getting into it. And he's like, but I'm way bigger than you and I'm so weak And this. And I'm like, dude, it's it's not about that. Like we're all chasing, trying to be a little stronger or more fit or more endurance. That's why we're here. Like if we already felt like we had established that we'd all be at home, right? Like we're all here with the same goal you have, man, I get it. You feel like you're at a different starting point, but that made it easier for him. And yet at the same time, like that's hard for a guy to approach somebody who's already looks like they have a skill or proficiency level at something and say, Hey, can i come with you like you know what i mean like that's really challenging but i maybe it, maybe the people who are working out can do better at being more inviting to other people in there you know hey if you ever want to come like let's go or
0: yeah besides the fact that we have different body types people are just built differently so like i'm smaller so now when i go i'm like if i start throwing super heavy shit on like i can lift it a couple times but my body starts hurting my shoulder aches. I don't want to go the next day. I'm like, that's not the way that I need to train for me. Like I'm just not that guy. So I can go lighter, do more, like just figure out what works better for my body type,
1: you know, Oh, super important too. And I want to tell people this. It took me like 20 years to learn this lesson. If you were going to start a workout routine or movement or exercise after listening to this episode, please, for the love of God, start slow. Yeah. Don't fucking hurt <laughs> yourself yeah. to the point where you can't right. move the next three days. That is not doing you any good. Well, it would deter you. you from wanting to go back. Exactly. That's like the worst thing
0: you can do. Take it yourself.
1: easy. Yeah. You are generally barely supposed to know you worked out yesterday, the <laughs> right. following day. Like you should not be dying. So if you're doing that, don't do that. I don't know. Anybody got anything else about it? The only other
0: thing I would suggest is find something that you're interested in that you Mm -hmm. think is fun. Um, If going to a freaking gym and lifting weights does not sound fun, don't do that. You know, figure out something else. If you like to swim, if you like to run, if you like to dance, if you want to get into a martial art, like any kind of physical activity that's just going to get you moving, that's going to get your heart rate up. Um, there's more low impact stuff like yoga, Tai Chi, like all that is still exercise and it's still physical movement and you're still going to get benefits from it.
2: But I would also say, don't be afraid to try. Like when I started running, I did not think running was going to be fun. And I still don't really think running is fun. It's kind (laughs) of awful, but, (laughs) (laughs) but you know, like I like the end results, um, and not the end results, like how I look, but I like the way it makes me feel after I've done it um so don't be afraid to try things either like even if going and lifting weights at the gym sounds terrible like you you try it once or twice you might love it like i I think a lot of times especially like when we're new to to fitness or anything we don't even know necessarily what we what we're gonna like so
1: All right, so get out there. If you can, exercise. If you can't, work on getting yourself whatever kind of assistance or help or support you need to start exercising. Um, And then from there, hopefully you will be a calmer, more peaceful, happier person. Take care. Did you like this episode? Share it with people you think might get something out of it. Check out the rest of our episodes at recoverysortof.com. Also, while you're there, you can find ways to link up with us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Reddit, YouTube, anything. We're always looking for new ideas. Got an idea you want us to look into? Reach out to us.